Live from Beverly Hills, California, please welcome the president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Janet Yang. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Oscars nominations announcement. It is so exciting to be back live once again to kick off the official countdown to the 95th Oscars on March 12th. You're going to want to hear the whole story. Start. What? Play double time. You have two parts. I'm vengeance. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. Here we go. The end is inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. So, sir. But not today. And camera. Into the wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is January, Friday, January 27th, 2023. And you're listening to a very special episode of the Can I Say Something podcast. On this alert episode we'll be going over the fine tooth comb the oscar nominations that were announced tuesday morning at 8 30 in the a.m east coast time derek did you <laughs> did you wake up were you were you staying up or did you wake up early to, to watch <laughs> the nominations or you just you slept like a baby and, and found no. them later later in the afternoon yeah i slept like a baby i was not gonna get up at 5 30 in the morning to <laughs> you know right. in, in uh then the time where where they announced them and also where I live, uh, yeah. which is California right. time, uh, Pacific time, I should say. Uh, so, right. yeah, no, I was like, eh, I was up kind of late that night because um, yeah. I didn't work until like one the next day. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I yeah. was I was I yeah, I might have stayed if it was <laughs> if I was had the day off the yeah. next day, I would have probably considered it. But no. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I work overnight, so that was like my, my almost going to bedtime. I was like, that was late. Huh. <laughs> I've been my like just getting home from work time, so that was fine for me. Um, so Tuesday, nominations were announced by Reza Med and Allison Williams. Um, the ceremony this year will be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. They didn't have a host uh, last couple of years, so that'd be nice. What do you what do you think? Do you do you think that needs a host? Are you do you have strong passionate feelings about I, I, don't, I don't care yeah, didn't no. they have one last year did, i thought they because i know they did it in 20, 20 yeah. 2019 and 2020 but i thought they or 20 yeah 21 but they i thought might they brought have. one back last year they might but, have, yeah, yeah i mean i don't i don't care you know it's, yeah it's whatever, <laughs> it's fine you know it's fine yeah, yeah 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 so they announced that i watched the whole thing it was pretty fun um 
was so let's just get your temperature on the whole thing right right off the bat yeah. um were you it, it was pretty great i did watch some yeah. clips it was pretty great to he- hear rizamed say my year of dicks that was <laughs> my year of dicks yeah that was the joke i was about to go go into yeah exactly Cut <laughs> <laughs> you right off yeah. <laughs> my year of dicks And an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. No comment. Here are the nominees. Um, so overall, um, were you surprised at the overall nominations of, you know, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, the big ones? Were you, did you come away from it more surprised or more angry? What were your feelings about it overall? Overall, uh, you know, there's there's always going to be a couple things that you, you don't agree with. Um, but overall, I thought it was pretty solid, you know. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I called, I mentioned my, my list, um, and I, I called eight out of ten of them. I really should have gone with Woman Talking, said as she said that was a that was a blunder but uh yeah yeah no i think it was like a a fairly like we knew a lot of the stuff going in um and it ended up being a lot of the right calls it's like okay the people who for the most part deserve to get nominated the movies that deserve to get nominated did a lot of movies came out that i really enjoyed last year and a lot of those movies got nominated and I'm, i'm glad that this year uh we are finally getting what we've been clamoring for uh is like movies that people actually like are getting nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, movies that made money and people saw, uh, you know. Um, I mean, still no Marvel movies. Um, this yeah. wouldn't have been the year for that. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to see that, oh, yeah, people were going to the movies and seeing things like Top Gun and Avatar and everything everywhere. Uh, and even Elvis, which is a movie that is bad, but still, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad these movies are getting nominated that people actually enjoyed Yes, exactly. I agree. That's that's a good thing um, to bring to bring the eyeballs to the screen to put butts in the seats. That is something they should they should be doing. I do agree with that. Um, I think they did a thing that they probably I don't know will probably scare off some people. That we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let's just get into the broad strokes of it before we get too mm-hmm. granular. Uh, most no the most nominations uh, everything everywhere all at once had eleven. So that means it can only tie uh, for for most wins of all time. It uh, can't. It can't though because it's got two. That? nominations in the same category oh that's right that's right yeah so because uh yeah both you can't win best supporting actor twice so it can only win 10 uh only so win it, 10. it cannot unfortunately yeah yes uh, the the most all-time being titanic ben-hur and lord of the rings return of the king uh, which had 11 titanic had 14 nominations which i believe tied tied for the most um but then second place was Banshee's of Sharon with nine. All Quiet on the Western Front had nine. Elvis had eight. Top Gun Maverick had six. Black Panther 2 had five. And Avatar uh, had four. Avatar 2 had four. So that's all All those nominations there. So let's get to uh, the big one, the, the snubs. Uh, the big snub of the day was definitely Nope. Like, just really, really, really? <laughs> you had such a chance here. The Academy did. The Academy had such a chance to put in, uh, you know, a person of color for a director, you know, movie of color for the best picture. Um, you have, you know, just so many things. Cinematography, not, none for that, really. None for special effects. None for supporting actress. Just just crazy. Uh, what do you think that, on that? I mean, I, I, uh, I think Nope definitely should have got some nominations. They probably play they didn't really um 
campaign too much, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so I think that really hurt them. You know, it being a summer release, I think hurt them. Although there were some movies that came out earlier than it that did very well. Right. Um, but for me, I think the biggest snub was decision to leave. That not even getting nominated for best foreign film is insane to me. Not getting nominated for best cinematography is wild. Because uh, if you look at the cinematography of that movie, it is absolutely yeah. mind melting. Right. So that that n- not getting any nominations, and then the other big snub I think is. Viola not getting nominated, giving a like once again it's another late at least late summer uh, movie came out in September, uh, but yeah I think she was incredible in the Woman King, which is a movie that I overall uh, had a few issues with, but I think that her performance was phenomenal and her to not be nominated I think is is a real shame. Yes, so, yeah. So just going over some of the other ones, just just in terms of people of color not nominated, right? Like you said, Woman King, police Thumbed, uh, Daniel Deadwire, Deadwiler for Till, which a movie unfortunately I haven't seen yet, but that was that was a big snub there. Um, SS Roger Mooley and RR uh, was only nominated for the best song, Natu Natu. Uh, so that was a big snub there for you know uh, diversity. If you want that in there, then that's that's you know one one you could put in there. Um, and then just talking about, again, snubs in terms of uh, minority uh, women. You don't have, you had no nominations for women this year. Um, you had, you know, wins for the past couple of years with um, with Chloe Zhao uh, winning for Best Director and there. And, um, you know, the movie won Best Picture, I believe, right? The Nomadland. Was that? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, they also won, a, I forget who it was, but there was yeah. another female director who won last year. Um, and, yes. you know. And uh, we kind of knew who the four four of the directors were going to be. Um, we knew that it was going to be old Stevie Spielberg, the Daniels, yeah. um, Martin McDonough, and um, uh, I'm forgetting um, who else. But uh, we the, there was the there was one spot open, and people were like, "Oh, is it going to be you know a woman? Is uh, it going to be? Yeah. Uh, is it going to be um, James Cameron? Who's it going to be?" And just kind of it ended up being. You know, yeah, uh, not not Ruben to take Oslin. anything away from, but yeah, Roman Austin, yeah, you know, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, kind of a kind of a disappointment. Oh, Todd Field, that's the one I was forgetting for Tar. Like everybody yes. knew he was going to get nominated. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people were, uh, as you were saying, you know, hoping for a a female director, and specifically, I think a lot of people were putting their hopes for women talking getting that director's, uh, nom. Um, yes. but you know, can play out that way, I'm afraid. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, the best picture nominations, um, were, I've seen almost all of them. <laughs> just, just talking about, since yeah. you mentioned woman talking, I just want to mention that's the only, uh, best picture nominated movie I haven't seen. I was like, I got this. <laughs> and the past couple yeah. of years, I'm like, I'm going to go into this and I'm going to see all the things that are probably going to nominate. I was like, all right, great. Then went down the list. I was like, eight out of 10, saw them. Nine out of, t- nine, out of nine, saw them. Then they're like, woman talking. God damn it. <laughs> just that one, <laughs> that one last one I got to see. Um, uh, but yes, yeah. um, I'm yeah, I'm same I'm seeing that tonight after we record in a couple hours and then nice. I still need to see Triangle of Sadness but I got the other I've seen the other eight. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so just a couple more snubs and then um, let's just sort of go through them. Uh, no Triangle of Sadness, no RRR, no Digital Lee, like we said, an international feature. Um, some people were talking about Brad Pitt maybe maybe being nominated for for Babylon. I haven't seen Babylon yet, but um, that seemed like a snub for a lot of people. Um, no nomination for Paul Dano for the Fablemans. That was a, that was a big miss in my that eyes. Hirsch stole it from him when he yeah. 
Aldano yes. had a very subdued, interesting performance, and Judd Hirsch had a very like, ah, you gotta have a, yeah, <laughs> ah, Billy, yes, listen here, little Steven Spielberg, I mean, Sammy Fableman, you gotta have a, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, and he had that one scene where he came and chewed the scenery, and yes. the Oscars love that kind of shit, so. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Um, any other snubs that I, have, I don't have written down here that you feel strongly about? Uh, I mean, not not really. I think that maybe um, production design, um, that Top Gun really should have uh, got a production design Oscar. Yeah. I think it did get snubbed, which is kind of insane and ridiculous to me. Um, I would have liked to have seen um, the uh, Henry Selleck film his first film since 2009 Wendell and Wilde to get nominated for best animated that's true uh, but yeah. I don't know if I'd call that a snub because I I don't know what you kick out because it was such a really stellar year for nomination um other than I, I it made my top 10 Marcel the shell with shoes on but I'm like is that an animated movie like I guess so <laughs> technically yeah. kind of right. like it, it's live action with like animated characters at the center of it so I guess that counts but um I don't know uh I would have really have liked to seen because Selig is, is someone I'm a really, really big fan of, and him teaming up with Key and Peel was is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's always some personal favorites that I know you know that you're never gonna get nominated. Uh, I think Hong Chow basically got nominated for the menu when she actually got nominated for the whale. Uh, right. So, yeah, but yeah, I don't. Mean, I'm I'm mostly happy with. Oh, you know what? It's one. Yes. It's, it's it's a snub, but it was a snub we knew was coming because it didn't even make the shortlist. But the Batman for um, original score, uh, oh, yeah. that that's yeah. that's just kind of ridiculous that that didn't get the on, at least a on the sh- uh, shortlist if, uh, or a nomination. You know, that's kind of infuriating. But yeah, right, You're right. Yeah, I'm just going through the list when you said Batman. I was like, did he get cinematography? Nope, didn't he get cinematography either. Um, didn't get anything yeah not original score yeah ridiculous so uh just for posterity's sake i'm just gonna say the best picture real quick um all quiet mustard front was the one we mentioned getting in there that that took that um you know foreign language spot um yeah, avatar I the way all that yep you did uh avatar the way of water was the big blockbuster that got in there uh banshees of Sharon was a lock elvis was kind of a lock uh, everything everywhere was a lock fablemans was tar was topic and maverick also got in there like we said uh on the episode before that uh was probably gonna get in there with avatar which pushed mm-hmm. out like we said um um black panther even though black panther didn't perform as well or didn't get as uh, well critic uh, didn't get um, as big, good of a rating from the critics as the first one did. So that's probably why that got pushed out. Um, and the Triangle of Sadness was the one I said was probably going to slide in there um, for Best Picture. Um, but then the one uh, I think I don't think anyone really talked about, I think uh, us or anybody else really said, Woman, Women Talking is the in the yeah. 10th spot there. Yeah, that was because I said there's going to be a wild card. And I, I yeah. picked it as she said, I picked it as something that was, you know, it's going to be something... Um, there's all, they always feel like the Oscars try to be a little pro- progressive and they're like, oh, see, we put it one movie about women, you know, so I just picked the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then best actor, kind of the lock, kind of no surprises there. Austin Butler for Elvis, Conan Farrell for Banshees. Brendan Fraser got in for The Whale, which is nice to see. And then Paul Mescal was the big surprise here. Um, one of the th- mm-hmm. themes of the Oscars that I've sort of heard and sort of uh, noticed and um, a lot of people are talking about is a lot 
of the first-time nominations coming in this year, which um, Paul Mescal being there, um, Colin Farrell being in there, Austin Butler being there, I believe Brendan Fraser as well, and I think, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, Bill Nye, he's that, that's his first yeah. Best Actor They're nomination. They're all first-time nominees, yeah. Yes, all first-time nominees, which is nice to see. Um, then for Best Actress, we got, of course, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Ana de Armas was the uh, the wild card there. It's like, oof, okay, not a great movie, yeah. but... Um, you know, you, you yeah, the, I mean, the most I, performance. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of hers. I like her a lot. Um, like they were saying, I can't remember what I was listening to one of the Ringer podcasts today, and they were like, "Yeah, if she had gotten nominated for her performance in um, No Time to Die, I'd have been all for it. She was great in that movie. She was the best part of that movie. Uh, Blonde is an irredeemable piece of shit. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Like I like Andre right. Armas a lot, but like that movie's really fucking bad. So like. She should not have been not like we should have gotten Viola Davis in this category, like in that slot yes. for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the one I mentioned uh, in the last pod about having this sort of astroturf um, campaign, Andrew Riceboro got in for Two Leslie, which is interesting. Oh, one one of the few, yeah, uh, one of the few movies I have the FTC again. So that was not cool. No one's seen it. So like I yeah, don't even think the people it. who voted for this have seen no. this. They just saw that brad pitt or whoever tweeted about how good yes. she was like i guess we got a nominator you know which whatever like i mean i guess it's no different than you know what they've been doing which is just like they taking harvey weinstein's um method of just like paying the academy members and taking them to private screenings that's become the norm now so now it's just oh we'll just use twitter instead of you know pay, instead of private parties we'll just get our famous friends to tweet about it and i you know whatever it's the same Exactly, exactly. And then running out the category, Michelle Williams, of course, for uh, The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All At Once, which is pretty great. Um, first time animation for Michelle Yeoh, uh, so that's pretty great. Um, and then Best Supporting Actor, another, I think, I believe, uh, first time nominations for Kihi Kwan, Barry Keoghan, uh, then Judd Hirsch, maybe, was? I, I, he, he was must... nominated 40 years ago. Was he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for, I'm for... guessing... Was it? Over oh my the f- god! It was. One f- it's one of those like '70s movies that you hear. Yeah. Like, oh, I've never seen that, but I should watch it. Yes, exactly. I think they were talking about this on the uh, Vanity Fair uh, Gold Goldman podcast. Um, yeah, uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which I believe uh, I think you still need to catch up with, correct? I do need to see that one. Yeah. And then of course Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inisherin, which is probably the front runner. Or no, actually, what am I talking about? Kiki Kwan is front runner. Yeah, he's um, got this locked up. Yes. Like, he's, he's get, yes. He's, they already mailed him the award, you know. <laughs> That'll be the big surprise of the night if Kihi doesn't win that. Um, and then best supporting. He's just gonna go up on stage and slap somebody, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is awkward." <laughs> uh, best supporting. This is an interesting category because they were talking about how uh, Stephanie Shu was born the same year that Angela Bassett got her was nominated for the last time <laughs> for. Um, for playing uh, Tina, not Tina Turner. Was it Tina Turner in '92? I think so. Um, so that was interesting. And then, like you said, Hong Chao for nomination there for the Whale, Barry Condon for Banksy of Sharon, and Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere, which might again split the vote there between her and Stephanie Shu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is is a it's like a courtesy. Like we have never nominated this person, and they're iconic, so. We should nominate them in this movie. Yes, exactly. Um, then, yeah, just going through the categories, we went, you know, I talked about some of the surprises. Uh, Paul Mescal for, for After Sun, which is nice that he got in there. Rupin Oslin was nice, uh, surprised that he was nominated for directing uh, Triangle of Sadness. 
Um, and then, like you said, the best short film, My Year of Dicks, which got a laugh out of, out of everyone. Um, do you do you ever watch any of the shorts? Because I never have uh, traditionally. Uh, I don't like. I know there's always like they do the Oscar the screenings where you can like go see like yeah. all the shorts at once, and it's like a movie ticket. I I I might do it this time if it's included in the AMC um, stubs. Sometimes they charge extra for special screenings like that. So yeah. Um, so if I can see it, I'll try and see it. Um, you know yeah. the, the thing. Yeah, speaking of things, um, usually try to uh, see all of. Um, I saw Fire of Love for Best Documentary Feature, and I saw Navalny. I've heard that all of the Beauty and the Bloodshed is getting a lot of uh, good reviews. I've heard, you know, Sean Fantasy and everybody that does, you know, podcasting about movies talk about how great it is. So I probably will check that out. Seems like the front runner there um, are. I think I would recommend Navalny. That was that was pretty great. I they, I think I talked about it earlier in the year. So um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good category there, right? Yeah, no, I think uh, I've only seen of these. I do really want to see Fire of, or of uh, Navaldi. Um, yeah. I I loved Fire of Love. I actually just rewatched it last night. Um, I think it's it's one of the yeah. That's my pick. You know, I mean, I know I haven't seen the other ones, but I really really enjoy that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any other surprises? Any other? Ooh, I'm glad that person got in there for you. Well, I mean, I think it's like some of the stuff that we're like, ooh, good for this person, are things we we knew were gonna happen. Um, you know, things like Brendan Fraser uh, and, um, you know, Colin Farrell getting their first time noms, uh, Ki Hu Kwan. So it's it's stuff that, uh, you know, if you would have told me or, you know, Top Gun uh, getting nominated for for a lot of stuff. If you there's stuff like if you would have told me at the beginning of 2020, this was happening, you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. But now it's like we've known this was going to happen for months. Right, right. Um, so that's about it. All we have here on the on the outline. Um, but I did want to talk about you know movies that should have won. Um, and uh, David Chen uh, did a TikTok the other day, maybe it was today, talking about how you know movies that win Best Picture have sort of a stigma attached to them, where you know it's sort of like the Academy is holding this movie up and saying, "Look at this movie! It's the best one this year. Out of all these other ones, it is the best. So you should like it." So it has that sort of uh, stigma attached to it. But you know, I, I still go back to Parasite. I think Parasite is one of the best movies of the last twenty years. Definitely deserved to win, and I don't think it has that stigma that most a lot of these movies that do end up winning have. Of like, oh, you chose. You know, I'm just going through the list here from IndieWire where they talked about. You know, movies that have won and movies that should have won. Um, you know, Ordinary People won over Raging Bull, of course. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible decision. Um, you know, they t- there's some kind of virtual hero. Ordinary or, People, that's what Judd Hirsch was nominated for. Sorry. That was the one? That was it? Nice. That was the one. Picked, that was I the just one. picked that one out of random. Um, you When I sent you the list, you were like, ooh, don't agree with a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. There's some Which, picks on there that I'm like, I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck it, Boyhood. I, I'm so tired of hearing how, how Boyhood should have beat Birdman. Yeah, like Boyhood's a bad movie. I'm so just like, oh, get, okay, get it. I get it. It took 12 years. I, I'm so bored by that fucking movie. I don't know. I think I think um, I think they both have a certain level of pretentiousness to them, right? Because one is like you know, yeah, they're, about movies. yeah, they're both pretentious. You know? Yeah, I probably would have picked something else. What was that? 2015? I don't even know yes. what else was in the running that year. Uh, we can look, look, look or, it up. Or real the quick. 2015 Oscars, I guess. So that would have been for 2014. So we got American Sniper, <laughs> gave me a 7.3. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, Selma, 7, 7.5, a movie I haven't seen. Uh, the Theory of Everything, 7.7, they gave on Screen Rant. Probably not, right? Um, I mean, then, I don't think yeah. I've seen most of these movies, to be honest. Right. Uh, Birdman. These all seem very boring and pretentious. And Boyhood and The Imitation Game. 
Uh, we got then. Yeah, I think only one of those I've seen is is Birdman and Boyhood, and yeah, because. Hold on, hold on. You didn't yeah. see Whiplash? Oh, I saw Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash should have won. Whiplash is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash is so. Or good. one more, one more to throw in there: The oh, Grand okay, Budapest Hotel. Oh, I like that a lot, but it's Whiplash. Whiplash, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Whiplash <laughs> should have won that year. That's what that's what Screen Rant agreed. Yeah, Screen Rant said that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I tried to put my mind in, like, next year, of being, like, thinking back on it. But, like, is that, was that the best movie of the year? And does it still hold up? And does it have this weird stigma of winning? And does it, does it matter? And I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. I think it is, this will be the parasite of this year. This will be, like, the no, no country of this year. I think those those movies I just mentioned hold up very well. And they don't, you know, okay, they won the best picture. Yes, because they were the best one of that year. I mean, some people could say, Sean Fantasy would probably say, um, uh, there will be blood. Probably should have won over No Country, but you know, in my mind, it, it's still a great movie and still holds up. What do you think about? Yeah, like it? like Spotlight. I think is really. If people are always like, "Oh, Mad Max should have won," and I'm like, "Yeah, probably," but Spotlight's also a really good movie. Like, I'm not mad yeah. that Spotlight won that year. Right, and no, nobody should be mad about that. <laughs> um, you know, they have some some weird pick. I mean, obviously. Most recently, uh, Green Book winning was like the what the fuck is that movie? Why did yeah, that thing win? Yeah, that's a bad win? call. That's a bad call. That, that one's a bad call. They said, um, Andy Weir said Roma should have won that year. I think that was also the year of uh, The Revenant, which, you know, it's fine. It's fine, one of those, but maybe should have gone to that. Um, what do you think about Shape of Water? What is your take, what is your take on I Shape like of Water? I like Shape of Water. I do like okay. Shape of Water. What are they saying that should have won over Shape of Water? Get out. Oh, that's uh, yeah. There might. That's probably right. Actually, <laughs> like, that's tough. Yeah. I love Shape of Water, but Get right. Out is a masterpiece. Right, right, right. What is your feelings on Argo? Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> Argo. I like Argo. Argo Winning. was my favorite of the nom. It, it was my favorite of the nominees oh. that year. What are they saying should have been in Argo? A more. No. Get no. Out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good so one. pretentious. Yeah, yes. This yes. is a pretentious ass list. I'm looking over okay. this, this list and I'm just okay. like, all right. Okay. What about now? This is a movie I saw recently because I was catching up with you know some 2010 Oscar mm-hmm. winners. Um, the artist won in 2011, I believe 2012, 2011. It won over Tree of Life. No, that's that's. I, I do not like the artist. I do not like that movie. Yes. Uh, that is always one I point to of like, hey, this is super forgettable. Yes. Like that's that's when I'm just like, oh. Guess what? The Oscars don't matter. And you know what? I'm honestly, at first I was upset when the whole La La Land, Moonlight thing happened because I, I, I you know, I, I like Moonlight. I wanted to like it more going in. I was really expecting it to move me a lot more than it did. Yes. Um, and La La Land, I thought was a, a perfect film, you know, like just like I love Whiplash. I'm a huge Damien Chazelle fan. and I love La La Land. Um, and then when it lost in, in such a memorable way, I was really upset. But I was like, you know what? I'm actually kind of glad that La La Land lost because now it's just a movie that I like. And it doesn't have to be like a movie that gets remembered as the movie that unfairly beat La La Land for the rest of – or that beat um, Moonlight for the rest of time. Because right. that's what it would be if it like – if it had – because it was the front runner. If it had you know, stayed and actually won Best Picture – that's what people just remember. People are like, oh my gosh, can you believe that La Land? It'd be like people talk about Forrest Gump. Like, Forrest Gump is a terrible movie. I'm like, no, it's Forrest Gump is fine. It's not as good as Pulp Fiction or like half the movies that came out in 1992, which is a great year. But like, just just, just pump the brakes, all right? Just stop yeah. hating on Forrest Gump. And that's that's why I'm kind of glad that La La Land lost because I would right. be so tired of that, that rhetoric. But 
<laughs> and you're also, by the way, yes. You you I like how you just like assumed in your speech early on that you're like, yeah, everything everywhere is just gonna win and get remembered. I'm like you don't know it's gonna win. Like we're pretty early. Yeah. Like it's 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 close between that and Banshees, and I think Fableman's is is up there too, especially with the ranked voting. Um, yes. And then you never know something like Tar could always make a push. Like where was Coda at right now? Uh, you know, a year ago, Coda was not on anybody's yeah. radar to win Biz Picture, and it had that late surge. So, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, the the like you said, rank forty is a thing. Also, I just uh, heard on a podcast that what they basically do is for best actor, I think it's like just actors uh, vote on that, and then for best picture, it's like everybody, it's directors, it's editors, yeah. anybody in the guild will vote on that. So, you also have to put that into consideration when talking about what might win uh, for best picture. Mm-hmm um yeah too. yeah and i think fableman's is gonna get a lot of number two votes honestly yeah. i don't think people are gonna put there's not gonna be any, as many number one votes as a lot of things but i think a lot of people are gonna put like everything everywhere at number one or banshees at number one but then those you know two different people will probably both put fableman's at number two or three yeah. um so and they'll they'll put down the one they don't want to win lower on the list so it's gonna hurt them so you know, yeah. I, I think that that is I heard somebody on YouTube. I can't remember who's giving credence to that theory. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, exactly. As long I, as Elvis I, doesn't win, though. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like, so what the fuck? Um, and then yeah. one more thing before we get out of here. Um, I was alluding to at the very beginning when you were talking about, you know, putting a lot of uh, general audience favorites in the best picture category. I agree. Good idea. Uh, I'm for it. I think it will bring butts and seats, but what they're doing this year is they're going to um, present live all of the, all of the categories. And you're like, okay, at first, what's my problem with it? You know, it's, it's you're, you are, you know, forefronting, you are spotlighting um, some, some less, lesser categories that usually go on, uh, unseen on broadcast you know those people deserve attention and they deserve um to be celebrated and i totally agree however what that's going to do you know what's it going to do right it's going to push the, the broadcast to like three and a half hours to four hours to four and a half hours you know i think the length of the time of these things is one of those things that sort of you know scares people away right and i mean i i went off last year about how pissed i was that they were cutting the trades out of the ceremony so yes you know i've got i'm, I'm going to be consistent here and and just be happy that it's back yeah. in. You know, I, I, I will take that a lo- longer ceremony over the alternative. Yeah, like I said, I'm very split on, you know, that decision. It's something that, you know, obviously they, they like I said, and you said, they, they deserve as much recognition as they can get. You don't make a movie without those people, without the editing, without the sound, without the um, other, you know, lesser categories. They they just don't get made. Um, they do deserve recognition. But, you know, maybe maybe start it earlier. I don't know. Start it at like 7, <laughs> 7, 7 p.m. <laughs> our time because you started at 8, 8.30 with commercials, with the skits. I mean, first of all, let's, let's just go into that real quick. You know, cut out the skits, cut out the um, montages. You know, I love movies. You love movies. We all love movies, yada, yada, yada. Yada, no montages. I, I feel like we've seen the same like seven montages over the past like 15 years of like, remember movies, guys? Remember musicals? Remember gangster movies? Blah, blah, blah. This whole thing. Uh, okay, cut, cut all that out. I'm here. I'm here yeah, I'm not for a the fan numbers. Of a lot of those. Yeah, I'm here for the numbers. I'm here for the wins. I'm here for the speeches. Speeches, speeches are the big thing. Like, give people more time. Again, yeah. talking about time, talking about how to present these things. Cut out the cut out the skits. Cut out all the funny funny gags and and all that stuff. Let people. If you want to celebrate movies, you want to celebrate people, you want to celebrate the craft of movie making. Let people talk. That that's a good way of doing it, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Although I'm, I'm not on board with you saying started at seven Eastern time because I mean it the... starts four o'clock. Oh no, sorry, here, I meant like seven, area. seven your time, seven your time. Oh okay, I was like yeah. that. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, just just like push it back an hour. Like you started at uh, eight Eastern, doesn't get over till like midnight <laughs> over here. People are like, <laughs> I don't know what one last night because I was in bed by eight <laughs> thirty. <laughs> um, all right, I think we did it. I think we were at we. Uh, Went over thing, went over everything with a fine tooth comb. Uh, very excited. One of my first times doing reaction podcast to the to oh. the Oscar nominations. Yep. <laughs> yep. So thank you for joining me for this. It was a load of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good stuff. Very good stuff. So, uh, yeah, you can catch me on the internet, you know, all those places, at Bicycle, on Twitter, at uh, at, uh, at Bicycle, on gmail.com. Catch me at uh, damien.sherman.medium.com uh, over there on my blog. I don't have it written down, so that's why I'm trudging through it. Um, <laughs> Derek, you have the underrated podcast, right? You just put out a podcast this week, correct? Yes, we did. We just did an episode on The Thief and the Cobbler, the unfinished Richard Williams masterpiece the unfinished but kind of finished but mostly actually unfinished uh masterpiece of animation uh we had a lot of fun talking about that one nice very cool all right so for this very special late breaking breaking news uh can i say something i've been damien i've been derek and we'll see you next time bye-bye bye